Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. It is great to be with you today. Uh, we had a little problem yesterday for those of you who were tuned in with the sound. Completely my fault and just an engineering uh, failure on my part to do something I needed to do, which is very simple. Turn on my microphone. <laughs> so, uh, but today we're in good shape. And I'm glad to be with you. And I don't know whether you had a chance to tune into my radio program yesterday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on American Family Radio. By the way, the archives are there. You can always go back and listen to any program that you miss. It's up usually within a couple of hours after the program is over. So don't forget to take advantage of that. That's very helpful to us in terms of understanding how we engage our audience We've got an audience of millions of people on American Family Radio, but of course we don't have any real way of measuring uh, how many people are listening when, and your engagement with the archives helps us to understand your involvement and engagement with us, and we appreciate that. So go, go to AFR.net or download the app, the AFR American Family Radio app, and you can live stream any program <clears throat> uh, in that way. But, so let me, let me, tell you what I told my audience yesterday, what I tried to tell you yesterday, but because my sound was off, I didn't have a chance to do it. And I didn't go back and review it because I just, I just wasn't going to do that. Um, it was going to throw me off for other things I had to do. So here's what I talked about yesterday. Uh, we are now in a phase where uh, many jurisdictions are doing away with the mask mandate. And they're saying, if you've been vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask out of doors at all whether you've been vaccinated or not, you don't need to wear a mask indoors if you've been vaccinated and you're with people who have been vaccinated. Uh, apparently those who have been vaccinated don't need to wear a mask at all. Now, of course, I think some of us have been saying this for a long time. Why, why the vaccinations if nothing changes? So finally, the quote unquote, the science has caught up with common sense. But what I talked about is this. Um, I made a, a decision that I was going to go and get the antibodies, uh, the antibodies test, I should say. I've got some noise coming in that's distracting me a little bit. But I was going to go and get the antibodies test, okay? Because I, I'm still not inclined to take the vaccine. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of the vaccine. I don't, I'm not... I'm not philosophically opposed to it. I know there are some people who are, and I think there's some evidence on the part of the people who are that this vaccine is not necessarily the good thing it's been touted to be. But nevertheless, I'm not in that camp. I think, you know, if, it's, if vaccines have been a help to us uh, in our country, uh, in our history, since we've started using vaccines, there's some questions about it. There's some controversy about it, of course, whether vaccines are also contributing to the rise in autism in our country. Uh, so, so there are some questions, and there's a lot of debate that needs to be had. And what we don't need to do is shut that debate down. We need to have that debate and discuss these issues thoroughly. Because I think the people who are opposed to vaccines have rational bases for that opposition. Um, my attitude is it's probably okay but I don't want to take it unless I have to. And I don't want to be forced to take it. So I decided to go and get the antibodies test to see whether I have antibodies. Now, I read an article, I've got it in front of me here, by the National Institutes of Health that came out a couple months ago that said 
up to eight months, which is as long as we've had now to do this study, but to up to eight months, they found that people who had COVID, they found that they, they had the antibodies that made them immune from the disease eight months out and that they were still strong. And apparently there's a mechanism and don't, I'm not a scientist. I can pretend to be one during you know, wisdom awakening, but I'm not. But apparently once the body encounters the disease, it not only produces the immunity through these antibodies, these T cells, but it also creates a mechanism whereby these, these anti-disease cells, these immune cells that the body creates can continue to be recreated over a long period of time. In other words, it's almost as if there is a trigger mechanism in the body that says not only will these antibodies uh, exist in your body immediately or shortly after you've had the disease, but th throughout time, the body will continue to reproduce them in anticipation of the fact that, that your body may come into contact with this disease again. And it's an amazing thing. I tell you, God is really, <laughs> you know, God is amazing. You know, anybody wants to chalk that mess up to evolution, be my guest, but you're stupid for doing so. That's, that's the design of Almighty God. Only, only Almighty God could design the intricacy of the human body and its ability to defend itself. And the article also makes clear that the body's immune system is more effective than the vaccine. Because vaccines have to be designed to know exactly what cells, what virus cells to block. Apparently, not everything in a virus needs to be opposed by the body, but the body knows how to be precise about what it stops and what it blocks. And a vaccine has to be designed and experimented on. And, you know, you got to go through a bunch of different permutations with the vaccine to try to, to figure out how to make the vaccine do exactly what it's supposed to do. But that the body does it perfectly. So I thought, well, if I have the antibodies, I don't need to have a vaccine. I mean, and I, I would even take the, the antibodies test every six months to see whether, whether I still have the antibodies. Because in some cases, with the SARS virus, for example, uh, scientists have found that the, the antibodies, the body's immune system, is virtually permanent against the disease once you've had it virtually permanent. So since COVID is a kind of SARS virus, they're thinking the body may behave the same way. At eight months out, the National Institutes of Health found that there was no weakening of the immune defense against the disease eight months after people had had it. Now, we haven't done any studies later than eight months. So, I mean, you know, it could be eight months and then nine months off the cliff. But that's highly unlikely. So my thought was, why don't we create a system in which people who have the antibodies are excused from having the vaccine? Because I'm telling you something, folks, in, particularly in Virginia, this may not happen in, in conservative states where there's some respect for the Constitution still. 
But in states like Virginia that have gone wholly over to this leftist Marxist nonsense, this totalitarian mindset, they want to force everybody to have the vaccine. The attorney general's also already issued an opinion to the governor and the legislature that yes, you could force everyone in Virginia to have the vaccine. I think constitutionally you couldn't, but they don't care about the constitution. These leftists just don't care about it. That's not, they care about his power. I've said that many times, but they don't care about the Constitution. It's irrelevant to them. Remember the governor of Jersey said, oh, I don't, I, I, they asked him, do you think this is constitutional, what you're doing? He said, oh, that's above my pay grade. I don't consider that. There's one little problem with that. You took an oath to the Constitution when you were sworn into office, and you don't consider that? But that's where they are. They're, 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 they're like typical communists. They are amoral and they don't have any respect for anything except the advancement of their power and their agenda. That's just where they are, folks. And here again, I keep asking, why, can, why do Christians vote for these people? Because they are antithetical to everything you believe and stand for. I just read an article this morning in the Epoch Times about communism as a cult. And it was amazing. I was reading things. I said, you could take this, apply this to, to the Democrat Party today, and you'd see no difference, no distinction in terms of the way the way the Communist Party behaved in taking over China, for example, and the way the Democrat Party is behaving in America. There's really no very little distinction. Say, so, well, wait a minute. Didn't the Communist Party of China use violence? Yes, at some point they did. They got into a violent revolution, but that's not how they started. So. And when you have people who really think that they are morally superior and that their ideology deserves to rule the world or to rule the country in our case, it's easy to get people out of the way because they're in the way of such a grand utopia that you're creating. Even if you have to kill a few people, no big deal. In fact, communist Chinese party, the China, Chinese Communist Party made a determination that killing hundreds of thousands, millions of people, no big deal. We got plenty to replace them if that's what it takes. So they, they purged uh, all the business owners. They killed most of them. Um, they killed all the intellectuals or the people that they considered who would think could, could be inclined to think for themselves. They killed all of them. They killed everybody that they considered to be associated with the bourgeoisie or bourgeoisie, or counter-revolutionaries, which is anybody who didn't go along lock, stock, and barrel with the whole communist ideology. And you know one of the things they did? They, they took their businesses away. They destroyed their reputations by slandering them. They took away their ability to earn a living. Sound familiar? So I'm convinced that th th these leftists, this is the way they're going with this virus, with this um, uh, vaccine. They're going to use it as another level of power to try to force people to comply. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get the antibody test. Now, I have to assume that the test will come back accurate. I'm going to share with you whatever that test is. Don't normally share my private medical information, but in this case, I think it's appropriate. So I'm going to let you know how my antibody test came out. And if it turns out that I have the antibodies against the disease, then I'm going to ask my doctor, would you be willing to give me some kind of letter or certificate saying that I've been tested for the antibodies? 
I am immune from the disease just as much as anybody who's had the vaccine. Now, I say that, I'm sharing that with you because that may be a strategy for those of you who've had COVID. See, I had it back in November. My wife and I both had it and don't necessarily want to take the vaccine. In fact, I had one person who works in the pharmaceutical industry send me an email saying, look, if you have the antibodies, you don't want to take the vaccine because the vaccine will interfere with your body's natural immunity, which is far more effective and far more powerful than the vaccine. In other words, I'd be trading a very effective defense against COVID for a much less effective defense against COVID, which is the vaccine. Now, that's just one, one person who's worked in the pharmaceutical industry and been involved in these studies and all of that just sent me an email uh, advising me about that because they heard me talk about this on my radio program yesterday. So look, I just want to say to you, we're Americans, we are free. Nobody should be forcing us to inject something into our bodies, period, ever. That's a decision that each of us ought to make as individuals. Not have some overweening. See, this is what I mean about, I talked about totalitarian culture. Uh, in fact, folks, I'm going to re-air that, uh, that totalitarian culture talk I gave I, I, because I just think that that is so critical and so helpful in understanding where we are in our country today and how dangerous a moment we are in. But that's totalitarian to, to tell people, we will inject this in your body and you don't have anything to say about it. And then what are you going to say if you don't cooperate? What are they going to say? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to find you? We're going to imprison you? I mean, what are they going to do? There's got to be some punishment if you say, if you say we're going to force everybody to do it, well, there's got to be some kind of punishment for refusing to go along. See, that, that's, that's what I mean, folks. That's, that's totalitarianism. When you start forcing people to go along with things that they don't agree with as a matter of their personal conscience, and then you punish them when they fail to go along. That's Marxism. That's communism. That's socialism. That's totalitarianism. And that's exactly where some of these folks are trying to take us. And uh, look, I'm sure all of you, uh, maybe not all of you, because if you don't watch Fox anymore, which I don't watch it as much as I used to, but I'm sure you know of Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, certainly no strong conservative in my view. Uh, I don't know which way she leans. She might lean a little bit conservative, but she's certainly not been an outspoken conservative or critique or offered any, any bold critique of Anthony Fauci and some of his stupid pronouncements. But here's what Nicole Sapphire, who I would consider to be just kind of, you know, middle of the road, trying to say things that don't get anybody upset. Here's what she said yesterday on Fox. She said, quote, there is robust natural immunity for the people who have recovered from COVID-19. Studies show that that natural immunity is just as protective against COVID-19 as the vaccines are. So why are we ignoring that? Here again, no 
a, a, a strong, outspoken conservative, as far as I can tell, but just a doctor trying to, I think, be kind of middle of the road, who says natural immunity is just as effective as the vaccine. Why are we ignoring that? In other words, you've got millions of people across the country who've had it, me, for example, and are endowed now with a natural immunity, but nobody's talking about that. Nobody's recognizing that. I think that's what's leading to the precipitous drop in cases and deaths because we're reaching herd immunity, not just because of the vaccine, but because all the other people who've had the disease and recovered from it and are now immune to it. But that's it. Dr. Nicole Sapphire says, why are we ignoring that? Well, I was asked that question on my radio program yesterday, and I said, I don't think there's one answer, but I'll give you the answers that some of my own listeners uh, came up with, which I think are right on point. Of course, number one, I think is, I think they just want to control people. I think there is an inherent problem in human beings and fallen human beings, particularly who don't know God, and the Democrat Party and the left, they don't know God. And they think that controlling other human beings is a badge of their own moral superiority and virtue. I mean, that's why it's possible to have a communist party. That's why communism exists. Because there are lots of people who really believe that if they can control everybody, they can make everything perfect. You just have to give them absolute authority over everything and everybody. And I think it's that compulsion that leads, for example, um, people to say, now that the CDC has said, okay, vaccinated, don't need masks. Why did it take so long? Wasn't that obvious in the first place? I mean, wasn't that obvious? You're vaccinated, you can't transmit the disease, you can't get the disease, why do you have to wear a mask? Oh no, in fact, Fauci said, oh, I would wear a double mask. I mean, because they can't let, they are addicted to control. They love having control over people. That's number one. I tell you, I, I think number two is money. M-O-N-E-Y. M-O-N-E-Y. These pharmaceutical companies, and look, and God bless them. I mean, they came up with the vaccines, good. But there's a ton of money to be made on this stuff. They've already made billions, and there are billions more to be made. And so whether you or I need the vaccine or not is irrelevant. We need to get it because we represent dollars and cents. That's why you don't hear anybody saying, hey, all you folks that had the disease and recovered from it, you're good. You don't need to have the vaccine. You're good. Say, well, we don't know how long that natural immunity lasts. We don't know how long the vaccine lasts either. You ever stop to think about that? We don't know. Because all the vaccine seeks to do is to replicate what the human body does based on its natural immune system. That's what the vaccine tries to do. So you don't know how long your, your natural immunity lasts. You don't know how long the vaccine lasts either.
Well, folks, I'm not trying to instill in anybody fear of the vaccine. I, I'm, I'm not resistant to taking it because I'm fearful of it. But I tell you what I, what, what, what I don't like, what I do have a great antipathy for, as a free individual, American citizen, having my government deign to order me to do anything. I didn't like it, I, and, and I still believe it was unconstitutional to do these lockdowns, and now we're finding out that the lockdowns worked against us. They didn't help us. They hurt us. I believe it was unconstitutional to impose these stupid man, uh, uh, a curfew. The, uh, this dumb governor we've got here in Virginia imposed a curfew from 12 to 5, like, oh, oh, yeah. We want everybody in between 12 and 5, 12 midnight and 5 a.m. We're going to, I mean, what, what's that? what was that supposed to do? I don't think it did anything except I've got control. I can make people go home. Because you see, the difference between those who know and love God and those who don't know God is those who know and love God understand he is the ultimate authority and it is to him that we owe all obeisance and all submission, not to any human being. But those who don't know God, who think they know best for all of us, think that we owe obeisance to them. And that whatever they say should go. And sadly, too many of our, our, our fellow Americans just go right along with that. No skepticism. I mean, and all this stuff about follow the science, follow the science. You conservatives are anti-science. And now we're finding out that the science was politicized. And that was just a phrase used again to try to make people comply. To try to make people go along. Now we're finding out that the teachers unions were all involved in the CDC and skewing the advice that they were giving us. Now we're finding out that we should have been told two or three months ago. Once you take the vaccine, you don't have to wear masks. Now we're finding out that all this making children wear masks has been highly detrimental to these children when it's not been necessary. But you still got people saying, oh, no, we all the children need to wear a mask in school seven hours a day. And then if you object to any of this, oh, oh, you're you're not following the science. Well, they're not following the science. They're following their own political agenda. Giving them an excuse to keep the schools closed. Giving them an excuse to keep people in fear. So they can be controlled and, and manipulated and, you know, we order you. It's the law. No, it's, it wasn't the law. Most of these edicts by governors weren't law, the law at all. That's why you had courts strike down some of them. Because they weren't the law. They were just them saying what they wanted to, to, to do, doing what they wanted to do and just assuming that because we're in an emergency because of the pandemic, pandemic nobody would question Everybody would just go along. Well, I'm not going along, okay? We didn't close our church not one day, not one Sunday, ever. I was up at uh, Hampton Christian Academy. They didn't close their school. I spoke for the graduation up there last Saturday. They didn't close their school not one day, not one day. 
and their students are fine, their teachers are fine. But you got the whole country in a panic. Oh, we got to close all the schools. Oh, no, we can't get the children to go to school. Oh, no, no, the teachers are in danger. You know, that's not science, that's an agenda. And, 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 and we should not turn our brains off and turn our common sense off because somebody says, oh, science. Scientists are not God. They don't know everything. All they're giving us is the very best information they can have. And sometimes they're not even doing that, as we know. They're giving out the information based on, on somebody else's political agenda, which is skewed what they tell us. So we have every right to be skeptical and not to turn our brains off and our common sense off because somebody said, oh, it's science. Science, go along. But this is, this is, a, this is a manipulation of the left. Th these people treat human beings like Pavlov's dog where they think that they can say certain things and then everybody just turns their brain off and just goes panting after whatever they want you to pant after. They, they use race like that. They, they throw out the word racism and everybody's supposed to stop and, oh, okay, yes, we're, oh, oh well, we bow down. When most of the time what they have to say is just about a, lie, a bunch of lying garbage. I was talking to... Um, a young man yesterday, Darius Mayfield is running for Congress up in New Jersey. I don't, I, I forget the district. I'm, I don't think I have even had the district, but some of you may know he's running for Congress up in uh, New Jersey, happens to be an American of African ancestry and just great, great young man, had a wonderful talk with him. And he, he said to me several times during our conversation, he said, Bishop, I'm free. He said, I, I've gotten up every day of my life and made my own decisions about what I wanted to do. And nobody was in, standing in my way, stopping me or telling me I had to do this. Or I couldn't do that. He said, I'm free. And I say, you know what? And every American is free, but they're being sold a bunch of garbage that they're not. They're not free because of systemic racism. They're not free because of unconscious bias. They're not free because of, of uh, microaggressions. They're not free because of white privilege. They're not free because of white supremacy. I mean, it's, it's, it's all a bunch of lies. It's all a bunch of lies. And so they use words to try to manipulate people and get people to go along. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you, you know what? Yes, racism. Oh, yes, yes. We, we, will, we will teach our students that all white people are evil and racist and all black people and Hispanic people, or now the new phrase is black and brown people, are, are victims. Don't dare question that. Well, you know what? I question everything. Question everything. If it's not the word of God, as far as I'm concerned, it's subject to debate and question. You even got the stupid media, mainstream media idiots saying, well, there's certain things that don't need a hearing. Oh, we, we don't need a hearing about climate change. We don't, we don't need to hear the opposite opinion about that. I mean, what a bunch of lemmings. But here again, folks, when you don't know God, you just go stupid. You really do. And you know, things are happening right now, and I'm not patting myself on the back, so please don't misunderstand me. I'm giving God the glory. From the very beginning, questions I was raising about all of this stuff are now being proved to have been absolutely accurate. 
Now you say, well, how do I know? I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a prophet, big P prophet. Because you know that when people have an ungodly agenda, you cannot trust the things that they say and do and accept them as gospel. You just can't. You don't need to be a prophet to know that. Because people will lie and obfuscate and manipulate in order to get done what they want to get done. And so I said from the very beginning, I mean, I questioned the, the death rate. And then we find out they were classifying everything, that everybody that died, no matter what they died, if they had the least hint of COVID, it was a COVID death. Uh, and from the very beginning, I said, you know, well, wait a minute. How do we know? And then we find out the, the uh, hospitals and, uh, are getting all this money for every COVID death. There's a monetary incentive for it to be a COVID death. I mean, so you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a genius. You just have to understand human nature, which is what the Bible teaches. The heart of man is deceitfully wicked above everything who can know it. When you know that, then you know, okay, yeah, I'm not just buying that. I want to see some evidence. I want to see some proof. So... Those of you who are not inclined to take the vaccine, if you've had the disease, I mean, maybe we need to have a little movement here of the antibodies people <laughs> you know, to say, we don't need the vaccine. Our immune system is taking care of it. Thank you very much. Let me get on to the word, folks. Um, we're in the Gospel of John, and we're about to finish up John chapter 20. And then we'll go to the last chapter, chapter 21. Um, so let's, let's come back to John, the Gospel of John. Of course, Jesus has appeared to his disciples, told them, receive the Holy Spirit. The 23rd verse, by the way, I didn't even get to yesterday. And I don't want to skip over it because I don't want to, to, to make you think I don't want to deal with a difficult verse. 23rd verse says, Jesus talking to his disciples, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, there are lots of ways also to interpret that verse. I do not believe that that means that I or you as disciples of Jesus Christ have the ability to forgive people's sins, unless unless they're sins against us. Of course, you have the ability to forgive anybody's sin. If they sin against you, you can forgive that sin. Okay. But in terms of preparing people for heaven or hell, I can't walk up to somebody and say, your sins are forgiven. Now you go to heaven. That's not what Jesus is teaching here. I think what Jesus is teaching here, because remember, he just said, as the father sent me, even so I send you. I think what Jesus is telling them here is by the preaching of the gospel, you are in a position to have people forgiven of their sins. Okay, because some of this language, by the way, you all know, um, for example, in the 23rd verse, it says, if you. Well, see, the word if is not in the text and the word you is not in the text, not in the Greek text. Changes it a little bit, doesn't it? It says, forgive the sins of any. They are forgiven. And I really think what Jesus is getting at here is when you teach people that their sins are forgiven by accepting me as their Lord and Savior, they are forgiven. When they receive that, when they accept that, they are forgiven. 
But if you preach that to them and then they, they refuse, then those sins are retained. And I think it really just is just that simple. Uh, and I know some people, of course, our, our Catholic brethren think that a priest can absolve you of sin. Uh, we don't believe that. We don't believe that any human being can absolve another human being of sin other than the sins that a person commits against you personally, that only God can do that. But Jesus Christ is God and he can do that. Remember the situation where he, they let the man down through the roof of his house, by the way. I don't have time to go into that. It wasn't Peter's house. It was his house. It was where Jesus was living because Jesus had a house in Capernaum and where he preached until ultimately he couldn't handle the crowds that were gathering there and he had to go out and, and find other places where he could handle the crowds that were coming to hear him. But they let the man down through the roof and Jesus looks at the man and says to him, son, your sins are forgiven. Scribes and Pharisees, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who does he think he is forgiving sins? And he's, Jesus looks at them and says, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So I say unto you, arise, take up your bed and walk. And the man got up and picked up his little pallet and walked away. And Jesus was demonstrating. They said, because they said, who, 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 who can forgive sins but God? Jesus was demonstrating a more conclusive proof there. I am God. Remember they said when he told them Abraham rejoiced to see my day, he saw it and was glad. I believe Abraham saw in the spirit the coming of the Messiah. And they said, you're not 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And they picked up stones to stone him because he was saying of himself what Father Jehovah had said to Moses when he said, who shall I say sent me? And the Father, God said, I am that I am. When Jesus said, I am, they knew he was saying, I am Jehovah. I am God. So he's the only one who can forgive sins. But by the preaching of the gospel, we can have people forgiven of their sins and we can obviously forgive sins that people commit against us. And by the way, you should do that. Let me take a moment right here to say this. If you are holding anything against anybody, forgive them. Remember, Jesus warned us sternly uh, in Mark chapter 11 that if you do not forgive others their sins, neither will your heavenly father forgive your sins. Forgiveness is part of our covenant with God. We have got to forgive. We are required to forgive. We are commanded to forgive. Now, for those of you who've been hurt by somebody and it's still raw with you, let me just explain how forgiveness works in God's kingdom so that you can, you can be set free. Forgiveness is not an emotional thing. It's a faith thing. You don't, be, you don't forgive with your emotions. You forgive by faith. And here's how it's done. Somebody's wronged you. Somebody's hurt you. And it's, it, it, it's, it's bothering you. But you go to God and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I know I, that person wronged me and I, I've been hurt by that. And I know that bothers me. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I make a commitment to you here and now to forgive what they've done to me. 
to forgive their sin against me. I refuse to hold it against them. I refuse to harbor bitterness, anger, bitterness, anger, hatred, um, any desire for vengeance against them. Father, I completely and totally forgive that person in the name of Jesus. You say, well, Bishop, I could say that, but I still feel. Well, see, that's where your mistake is because it's not about your feelings. You make the faith commitment, and I guarantee you, your feelings will follow. And it may not happen all at once. Probably won't happen all at once. But you maintain that commitment. And every time your feelings try to tell you something different, you say, nope, I'm, I don't receive that because I've forgiven that person. That's over. I'm not holding anything against that person any longer. You know what will happen after a while? Your feelings will completely come into agreement with your faith commitment. And you won't feel the, the bitterness, the hatred, the anger. It'll, it'll be gone. But you've got to first make the faith commitment. If, if you follow your feelings, your feelings will never let you forgive. Your feelings will always say, yeah, you know what they did to me. You know, if you follow your feelings, you are always going to be harboring that anger, hatred, bitterness, resentment, whatever it is. You, you follow your faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings. We walk by faith and not by emotions. This, this is very important, folks, because a lot of people don't understand this. This is, this is how forgiveness actually works. This is why God told you to forgive. Because some people say, I don't know, how can I forgive what they did to me? You do it by faith. Your emotions are not reality. Okay? Your emotions are not reality. Your emotions are just that. They're emotions. They're feelings. You ever felt a certain way about something come to find out that what you thought that had you feeling that way was wrong? But your emotions didn't tell you that, did they? Your emotions just followed the bad information you got and responded, responded consistent with that. You don't follow your emotions and you don't let your emotions dictate your, your, your faith or your commitment or your convictions. You let your faith and your convictions dictate to your emotions and your emotions will resist and fight you, but they will ultimately follow you if you will be consistent in that faith commitment. And I just, I just taught you something very important if you've never heard that before. It's going, it'll set you free from stuff that's dogged you and, and, and bitterness and anger, You're, you've felt against somebody who's wronged you or people who've wronged you. And you read Jesus telling you to forgive and you think, oh, Lord, I, I try, I try to forgive. But no, you, you don't try. You just do it. You do it as a faith commitment. And if you, can, if you are consistent in maintaining that, your feelings will ultimately, believe me, I've, you don't think I've been wronged? Of course I've been wrong, terribly wrong. I'm not holding anything against anybody. I don't have any unforgiveness against anybody. But I'm telling you that th this works. This works. And your feelings, like I said, will fight you. But you don't let that tell you, oh, well, I see, I tried to forgive, but I still, no, you forgave. And you just, tell, you, you just keep telling your feelings, shut up. <laughs> you don't have anything to say. I've already told God, and I've made this commitment. Well, Bishop, do I have to go to the person? No, you don't have to go to the person. You can't. If the person will receive it. The problem with that potentially is the person may not even receive your forgiveness and may give you start you on a whole new round of resentment. 
Because they may say, I don't need you to forgive me for anything. <clears throat> you know, forgiveness is something you can do sovereignly. You can do that on your own. You don't need anybody's help. God's, of course. But you don't need anybody. You don't need the person who wronged you to be a part of that. Reconciliation is different. See, and people confuse these two. Wow, this is, this is the Holy Spirit, folks. I didn't plan to get into all this, but this is important. Reconciliation is not the same as forgiveness. Reconciliation means the restoration of broken relationship as a result of wrongs done. But it takes two to reconcile. You can't reconcile on your own. So if a person is unwilling to reconcile with you, there's nothing you can do about that. The word says, be at peace with all men insofar as it lies with you. Some people won't let you be at peace with them. But you can forgive them without their cooperation. I mean, the Bible says God forgave us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He didn't have our cooperation, but he did it anyway. So you don't need anybody's cooperation to forgive them. You forgive them anyway. You forgive them sovereignly. If you can reconcile with them, if, if they're interested in reconciliation, wonderful. Praise God. We have a ministry of reconciliation. But just understand that because a person won't reconcile with you, doesn't give you an excuse for not forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Because that's something you can and should and must do on your own. Wow. Boy, I didn't expect to get deep into that. But somebody listening to me, maybe more than one somebody, really needed to hear what I just taught you. Because I tell you, unforgiveness, folks, is poison. It's poison. It'll make you unhealthy physically. It'll mess up your mind. It'll, it'll, it'll do a job on you. God wasn't only telling us to forgive because he likes it. He was telling us to forgive because we need it. Wow, I don't know whether I can. You know what? I can't. I can't finish up the chapter. If I if I jump into the next, what, uh, five verses, I'll go way, way over. So, you know what? I'm going to go a little under today. Uh, I hope this has been a help to you. Um, uh, look, folks, wisdom awakening is an interesting concept, which I really believe God sort of gave me because we're both teaching the word and commenting on the issues of the day. I'm doing both in the same program. And, and I hope that this is helpful to you. I hope it's, encour it's encouraging to you. I say my commentary comes out of a biblical worldview. And, you know, you will always hear me talking about God and talking about the word and talking about Jesus Christ, even as I'm commenting on the issues of the day. But then we get right into the word and study that. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I didn't plan it or design it this way. It just kind of flowed this way. Maybe it's because that's kind of the way God designed me. So it just comes out that way. Uh, but I, I hope it's a help to you. Pray for me. Uh, go to our website, standamerica.us. Make a contribution. Uh, follow what we're doing. See what we're doing. Remember, we've got the Awakening Hearts and Minds Project that we are in the process of, of designing and, and preparing to launch here in the next few weeks. I'm not talking about years down the road, the next few weeks to address uh, this racial demagoguery that has poisoned the country, this critical race theory nonsense, the 1619 project nonsense. We're going to address all of that from a biblical perspective. We're going to address all of that and we're going to go into 
uh, the, the black community, the Hispanic community. We're going to go into these minority communities and talk to people about how they're being manipulated by these leftists to hate their fellow citizens who've done nothing to them, to hate the country that's been nothing but a blessing for them, and frankly, to hate God because he's the one who tells us that we're supposed to love one another and forgive one another. The body of Christ ought to be standing together against all of this garbage. And we, we've instead let the devil divide us over denomination and race and all that. Enough of that nonsense. That's why our country is in the terrible condition it is right now. If the body of Christ ever came together across all racial and cultural lines, which is the mission of stand to bring us together, if the body of Christ ever did that, the left is done. They're done in America. They're done. Put a pin in it. It's over. Because they don't have their main coalition members, which is black voters, voters of African ancestry. They don't have them. They've got a country that is now focused on the Judeo-Christian values and faith in Almighty God that birthed the country. And all this godless racial demagoguery garbage is out the window. It, it, has, it has no audience except for maybe a few fringe folks, which is exactly what Patrice Cullors and Al Sharpton, they ought to be all the way over on the fringe, just like the Ku Klux Klan and the skinheads and all that. Just, you know, people, oh yeah, 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 them. Oh yeah, we, well, we, we all know they're out there, but, oh, but we're, we're getting on with the business of living lives that are pleasing to God uh, and, and caring about each other and, and helping our nation to be a more perfect union. And look, those idiots can be over there on the sidelines talking all that stupid stuff they talk, and they can talk to one another. I believe that's where our country is ultimately going. We are going to fulfill the vision of one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we, or on God's side.